Welcome back, everyone, to I'm No Genius. As always, I'm Eli, and I am joined by my younger brother, my, uh, um, well, there's there's no other name for him. He's my younger brother, Luke Burgett, everyone. What's up? Put the uh, applause in there. Yeah, we'll insert the, impl- the applause later when I edit this. Luke, how you doing today? Clip. I'm doing great. Uh, had, a, had a nice week of football practice. Just had a nice uh, trip to the pumpkin show. If you haven't been there, head out there. The, pump, the pumpkin show, Luke, what is the pumpkin show? Oh my gosh. So happy that you asked. Uh, the pumpkin show is a yearly uh, festival where we celebrate pumpkins and everything pumpkin, whether you eat it, make it, grow it, throw it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Or you make it, grow it, or throw it. Everything yeah. pumpkin. Everything pumpkin. There we go. Got you. What did, uh, so you and the fam, you guys all went to the pumpkin show today. Yep. Me, Maj, uh, and Podge. Maj, short for Madre. Podge, nice. Short for Padre. Uh, were Kendall and Kylie, were they performing in the pumpkin show today? They were. They were in the parade today. You know, Hayes Valley actually got to go first because we uh, were represented by the queen of the pumpkin show. So, yep, the queen won. She was from Taze Valley. So, that's amazing. Taze Valley band got to go first. That's fantastic. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, our beloved sisters, Kendall and Kylie, they are in the Taze Valley marching band and they are a part of the golden sound, as they call it. Astounding piece of uh, musical genius on behalf of the Taze Valley marching band. That's so, a very accurate name because the, go- the, the golden sound. Golden. It is very golden indeed, yes. the sound that comes out of their instruments. So, 100%. yeah, Luke, uh, so you guys watch you guys watch the bands and everything. Oh, yeah. Did you see? I, I think it's been promoted on Instagram by several different people that I follow. I don't know about you, but th- we have a new record for the heaviest pumpkin. We do. Uh, something like it's like 2,300 20, pounds, something like that. Like, yeah, it's like 2,300 pounds or something. Yeah. Something which, crazy like which that. Is, which is very large. I don't I don't oh, know yeah. how I don't know how well first off, I don't even know how to grow like a potted plant, let alone a pumpkin. Couldn't tell you. So I, I would assume there is some sort of uh you know pumpkin growth hormone install, you know, like kind of like HGH, but like for pumpkins. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh testosterone for pumpkins. Yeah, kind of. And like, like you know you you would think that the use of these uh performance enhancing drugs would be deemed illegal by the pumpkin show board, but it's actually Ooh. encouraged pumpkin enhancing drugs, PEDs, PEDs, pumpkin enhancing drugs. I like that even better. Let's go see. This is why I asked you to be on tonight. Not because thank you. Thank not, you. not because Some nobody else in there, not because nobody else could be here. That's yep, why that's, I wanted you that's on exactly there. why, but yeah, it's so. actually the people who grow those pumpkins can sell their seeds that the pumpkin makes like once they b- demolish it after they weigh it and they can sell them for a lot of money. I, I would imagine they would sell them for a lot of money because now yeah. when you think about the pumpkins, it's like, I think from generation to generation, it just increases exponentially. And oh, everything. Yeah. like the oh, pumpkins yeah. just keep getting bigger. So like you have a really big pumpkin, really big seed with you juice it up seed, a little bit, you yeah. juice it up even more even yeah. bigger even bigger the next year i think so, that's exactly how it works i don't think anything else goes into it exactly and there are there are people that invest their entire year around this show this event this For something record. that is probably less than a month's salary of pay if that 
Maybe. Dude, it's not about the money. It is about the glory. And also, it's about the tradition because the people that won it have won it for like, I don't know, since I've been born. So, yeah, the, pe- the people that win it win it every single year. Oh, yeah. And it, it is really like there's, you know, Bill Russell dominance. Yes. There's, there's Michael Phelps dominance. There's Joey Chestnut dominance. Oh, then gosh. there is the Ash, there, there's the uh, Circleville Pumpkin Show pumpkin weighing contest dominance. The winners, yes. they have won every single year for as long as you've been born, for as long as I've been born. So that's quite an accomplishment right there. That's the Mount, that's the Mount Rushmore right there. That's the four. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Michael Phelps, Bill Russell, Joey Chestnut. And the pumpkin show yes. winners every single year. Every year. Same family. Every single it's a dynasty, really. Steve. Yeah. It really is. It really is an NIL for that. Yeah. They sh- they should be given like a lifetime achievement award or something yeah. for that for that honor. Or but, some college scholarship money or something. Like, I mean, you gotta Or yeah, or yeah, you know, or just give some college college scholarship money to other people to me. You know, I, I, yeah, because you didn't do anything. It. So like if you take their money and you give it to people who didn't do anything, then you're really just, it's really just a charity and you really show how nice you are to the community. Yeah. It's a philanthropy. If you will, it's a great word. It's a philanthropic act. So, uh, but Luke, let's, let's get right down to the nitty gritty. We're going to do a draft today. We haven't done a draft in a long time. These are my specialties. Yeah, exactly. And it's just me and you. So we're going to do five picks each. And would you like to know what the category of this draft is going to be? Is it one of those like anti-drafts where like you draft something and I have to like guess what the topic is? No, no, it's it's just straight up regular draft and everything. It's lame. And it, it kind of lame, but kind of lame. It's, but it's, we'll make it's, it. We'll make it interesting. Don't worry. It's traditional, okay. and we are we are going to do a pumpkin show slash Ooh. fair food. This is a great topic. This, this is a great. Topic. This is an amazing topic. And, you know, Luke, we have like 45 minutes to an hour to fill. So after each one of your picks, I do want explanations. An explanation, yes. Yes, on, on why you chose them. 100%. So, uh, you know, guests obviously go first. So I'm going to go ahead and let you pick the first pick in the Fair Food Pumpkin Show Food Draft. All right. Uh, you know, I've done um, very, uh, you know, timeless scouting on this topic, um, you know, over my life. I've done a lot of... Um, eating and uh, in particular fair foods, and um, this you're kid a, has just you're a, you know, fair, he's, you're, you're a fair food connoisseur of sorts. Oh yes, of course. I I make or break those uh, companies. They they live off my the money I give them. Yeah. Um, I've seen this kid play all my life, and uh, you know he's he's a stud. And uh, I actually didn't really appreciate his talent until this uh, you know past year or so. With the first pick, I'll be taking uh, Urban Chicken. Bourbon chicken. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, that's, uh, if we were doing, if we were doing tiers to this, I think that's an S tier food. Oh yes. Because sure. it, like it, like there's a lot of fair food out there that's overpriced and doesn't fill you up. Uh, bourbon chicken is reasonably priced and oh, yeah. it fills, and it fills you up. So $13 for a big to go box. I mean, that's just feed a family of four with that. Exactly. Did you get some bourbon chicken today as like your, your meal? This is tough to say, but I didn't. And wow. uh, it was, uh, you know, the weather was bad, and uh, I I just took whatever could, I could get my hands on, and I'll probably pick the kid that I got tonight. So uh, you go ahead and draft bourbon chicken. That's that's an amazing first pick. I got to give it to you. Oh yeah. Um, second one. So this is the second overall pick. First pick for me. 
Um, and I will be going with. I'm going to go with pumpkin donuts, pumpkin mini donuts. Respect it, because I really like. I, it. Like, there's. I mean, look, look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't told anyone this, but the past three weeks that I've gone shopping, I've gotten a package of six pumpkin donuts. After, you mean like, the ones you brought home? Not the ones that I brought home. These ones are like actually like like good pumpkin donuts. Like I, I go to the Kroger that's on oh. uh, Chamber Street right over there, and I okay. go. I do my grocery shopping, and then I'm in the bread aisle, and I grab some pumpkin donuts with like before I go every single time. It's the bulk. It's the winter bulk. It is the winter bulk, and you know these donuts. They're not going to be there forever. They're going to go out of, you know, they're not they're not served year round. So I got to get them while while I can. You all right, buddy? Why are your yeah, eyes watering? I just, I just yawned. I'm sorry. I, I this is getting me emotional. I'm He's, really sorry. Yeah, like my commitment. Pumpkin donuts getting are you. speaking to me. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go with pumpkin donuts. Um. I think th- they're amazing. I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Probably one of my favorite pumpkin foods. Because I, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say this: some pumpkin foods aren't going to be draft drafted. Pumpkin pizza, terrible. Pumpkin pizza could de- could definitely be better. I mean, it's, as a concept, I get it, but at the same time, I don't want it. It's terrible. I had it because I thought it was regular pizza when I was eight years old, and it was terrible. I don't even think I went to Pumpkin Show next year just out of sheer agony that I felt because of that pumpkin pizza. Just, just, just out of spite for yes. that. Yeah, it was terrible. I, 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 I get you, but you know, it is kind of like a, a dessert pizza a little bit. It's a little bit sweeter and everything. It's, it's meant to be, you know, like it's not meant to be like you know a meal. It's supposed to be like a dessert and everything. Listen, the only dessert pizza that exists is pizza cottages, and nothing other than that should exist. There should be no other dessert pizza because if you make that dessert pizza, it's not going to live up to the expectation of the pizza cottage dessert pizza. Fair enough. I, I, and that's I, what you, you expect out of a dessert pizza is what Pizza Cottage made. Shout out Pizza Cottage. Sponsor yeah. us on this video. Yeah. Shout out Pizza Cottage. We, we love you guys. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what, what, I mean, like this is this isn't has to do with fair food. We're going to get back back on track to that yes, here in a little sorry. bit. But yeah, 45 minutes to fill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you're talking about dessert pizza. What about the the cookie pizza from I, I can't I can't remember if it's uh, Pizza Hut or uh, Domino's. I think it's Pizza Hut. Yeah. Like, what about that? Like, does that. <sighs> Does that is that constitute a pizza dessert pizza in your opinion? No, because one, it doesn't have dough, right? It's just a cookie. Well, cookies have dough. Okay, Co- that, cookie that's dough. cookie dough. Cookie dough and dough are separate. There's pizza dough and then there's cookie. There's pizza dough and then there's cookie dough. Okay. You don't lay cookie dough down and then put pizza sauce on top of it and do all the cheese and stuff. You put pizza dough down. That's what happens. All right, fair enough. All right, whatever. So that is just a large cookie. That's just a straight up dessert. That's just dessert. There's no pizza in it. It's just dessert. Mm. To have a dessert pizza, you need to have crust at least. I mean, at, at the very least, because you're probably not going to put pepperonis and cheese and sauce on a dessert. So you at least need the crust, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I can't argue with there. With I can't argue with that. So not yeah. a bad pizza. Uh, okay, so let's move on to round two, and, I, and we're gonna do a snake draft. So I'm okay. gonna go. All I'm right, gonna yeah. go on this one. If you do say um, so yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do say so myself. Thank okay. you very All much. Right. You're the boss. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with fried cheese. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate that pick. What do you mean? You don't hate it. Definitely could have fell. Definitely could have fell. 
there's a lot of, there's a lot of picks that I like that could have fell. So I'm okay. going to save I'm going to save them for later. Yeah. I mean fried cheese like it doesn't matter what form it comes in. It could be fried cheese on a stick. It kind of looks like a corn dog, but it's just cheese. Or it could be like the cheese curds and everything. That's true. The fried cheese is a staple. So you're including all cheeses that can be fried. All deep fried cheese. Okay. All right. Well, I, you, I even like to pick even more now. Thank you. Whether yes. you whether you eat it on a stick or the little little bites out of the curds or whatever, or there's so, there's some places that just give you fr- like a fried fried slab of cheese in a paper bag, and sometimes that's good too. It's, yeah. like, it's like it's like a hash brown, but just cheese. You that's know what true. I mean? Yeah. Like, look, I think it's an all time pick, and I love it so much. You're up. I want to add to that. Um, I think that fried cheese is one of those things that you can like make at home, but you'll never get the satisfaction that you get when you get it at the fair. Yeah. And as we've discovered, it's not as easy as we thought to make it at home. Remember the one time I uh, tried to make fried cheese. I tried to make, I tried to make mozzarella sticks at home and I, I crushed up some Doritos like, you know, it's like for, for my breading or whatever. But I didn't add any like 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 batter or like egg to it or whatever. Nope. So I just so I just got these like old like you know uh, probably expired cheese sticks. Pro- most likely expired. They tasted terrible. These expired cheese sticks, and I rolled them in the in the Dorito stuff, and I threw them in the frying pan, and it didn't exactly live up to my expectations. I think I burnt the cheese. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I was disappointed, but yeah, you live and you learn. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick to my theme of, uh, non pumpkin foods and I'm going to go to funnel cake. Dude, uh, like I, I, I hate you because I didn't think you were going to pick that. I thought it was going to fall and I was hoping that I could steal that with my third pick. It's an all time great. It It is, is, uh, it's the Larry bird of fair foods. It's always there in the clutch, you know, it's always there after your meal. So it's always there late game, you know, and it hits deep. So, you know, hit, hit, hit the three ball. So, you know, but I feel that funnel cake is largely underappreciated as a fair food because uh, it's messy. Number one, very messy. And, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to eat. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like you either pick off yeah, and like pinch you know, it. You don't really know what to do. Plus, at a fair, you're kind of walking around and like you you don't have time to sit down and eat it with a fork. You can't cut it up. It's just it's a whole manner of weirdness going on there. Yeah, I mean, me like I I think I developed a pretty good system. They give you a paper plate with the funnel cake on top and everything, and I just slowly slide slide the funnel cake out, bite, slide it out a little bit more, bite, and everything. Oh. No no powdered sugar on my body whatsoever, and I developed the perfect system for eating it in a <laughs> clean way. So all of that. Yeah. I, I, mean, just, I just had one tonight and I looked like an idiot eating it because I didn't eat it like that. You got to use my system, dude. You I have to go back tomorrow. System. I'm skipping the game tomorrow. I got to go. Yeah. I got to go back. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the, the game oh, yeah. later yeah. after this. Yeah. So, all right. Give me your uh, third pick now. Oh, it's my pick again. Oh, shoot. Uh, okay. Um, Jeez. I'm going to go. Deep fried Oreos. Deep fried Oreos. Wow. I mean, that's that's there's a long list of uh, deep fried um, like little dry cakes or cookies or whatever. And I think deep so fried Oreos. 
yeah, it, deep fried Oreos very well me very well may be at the top of that list. So it's like you you just cannot pack so many characteristics of diabetes in such a small small nugget of food. Yeah, you know it's uh that's that's one way to put it for sure. Very sugary, very great. I love it. Yeah. Uh. Well, well there was I this. I mean, again, it's not relating to fair food, but like they did have deep fried Oreos. Remember that place that we used to go to when I, I think it was before you had like an allergic reaction to that place. Mongolian oh, barbecue. Mongolian barbecue. Yeah. Mongolian great barbecue. Food. Great food there. It was basically like it was a Mongolian restaurant. You basically, you know, get all these raw ingredients. You throw it on this grill and they cook it in front of you. You take it back to your table. and You eat it. It costs you like forty five dollars per person. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very great. expensive. But then, like on the dessert menu, like they had these deep fried Oreos with like ice cream that you could like melted ice cream that you could dip it in. That was pretty good. So, yeah. And what's crazy that I I still like that food. And yeah. even though I had an allergic reaction to it, I I love that food. I would I would definitely take an allergic reaction just to have that food again. You you did have an allergic reaction to. I mean, like here's the thing, Luke. You had an allergic reaction to Mongolian food. You'd still eat it again. Uh, I had an allergic reaction to shrimp. I would still kind of like to eat it again. It yeah. was pretty. It was pretty good. I had like thirteen shrimp that night. Yeah, didn't didn't that, even realize I was probably allergic. the problem. Probably that, the probably the issue might have been the problem. <laughs> uh, I was at a what is, house of Japan. House of Japan. I was gonna say India. I was like, was it was it a house of Japan? House of Japan. Yeah. Huh. Because they took our picture. And that's also something weird. They take your picture at every like Asian restaurant you go to. Is that like is that like a cultural thing there or is that like they're they're just so happy to have us there. Cause I remember I also remember the guy at uh uh Japanese steakhouse in Grove City. He would like I mean I, I that's kind of racist that I said that guy. Uh the waiter's there. Uh, what do you mean that guy? Like the waiter the waiter, like he would they would always come out with like the little like the boy, like the little boy statue, and like they would it would like have a little hole and it would pee some type oh. of uh, drink and like our uncle Bo was there and it like, he like made the boy like pee in his mouth or something. I can't remember. Yeah. We're going to clip that. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? I, I remember this. I, I don't know. I was like seven. I could be mixing up stuff. I'm not sure. Oh my God. Oh, he peed. Never mind. We're, uh, I'm just going to, it gonna... wasn't real pee. It was like, I know it wasn't real pee, but like it was Gatorade just... or something. It was like yellow the way... Gatorade. It's like, it was like the way you phrase it. It's like, yeah, the little boy peed in his mouth. I was just like, okay, like let's just leave it at that, and we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna press forward. Next pick, uh, round four. Yeah, uh, no, it's, no, round it's, three. Second it's, pick, round three. Round three, pick two. It's a uh, it's round three and four for me. Um, so you took. Let's see, you've got um, uh, bourbon chicken, uh, funnel cake, fried Oreos, fried Oreos. Let me let me write this down. Actually, yeah, so yeah, I don't write forget. that down. Make the graphic later. Oh yeah, I gotta make the graphic later. I love making those graphics, dude. Yeah. You know, if you want to, if you want to make a graphic, you can be my intern. Um, I can only make graphics in yearbook class. Why is that? That's when I have Photoshop, and I only know how to use Photoshop. I'm yeah. great on Photoshop. If you don't know, check out my work. TVHS Warzone. All the graphics on there, all the all the football game day graphics are mine. So on on, on the uh, on the Instagram, 
on the Instagram, TVHS Warzone. If you need to go, if you need a graphic designer, I'm here. I'm willing to not be paid as long as what you give me is interesting. Yeah, you already you already don't get paid, so there's no change to yeah, that. Yeah, it's okay. It's, yeah. Okay, so bourbon chicken, funnel cake, fried Oreos off the board for you, and pumpkin donuts and fried cheese are off the board for me. I need two picks back to back. Um, hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with the. This isn't a food necessarily; it's a drink. It's the lemonade shakeups. Okay, I like yeah. it. I, I mean, like it. I mean, because like you see, like you know, twenty of them at every single fair that you go to. I like it. What What are you making that face for? Sorry, my thing just said I'm on low battery, and I like. Hang on. Well, plug it in. I don't have the thing with me. Find a different find. Find the charger and plug your and plug it in. All right. Um. Hang on. I can't get back to the screen that I was on. What are you talking about? Yeah, I got it. All right, we're good. We got it. These technical difficulties, Luke. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get the charger. Go get the charger. The lemonade shakeup. That's a great pick. I love it. You see them at every single fair nationwide, and it is, but like they add, like they get real lemons in front of you. And, you know, just a little bit of water, a little bit of sugar, and they shake it up right in front. They add, like, so much sugar to this this big cup. The commemorative cup, by the way. You get to keep the cup. And if, you the, if you get the big sized. If you do get the big size, I think they have paper cups for the rest of them. But, like, if you get, like, the big, you know, and besides, if you're at the fair and you're not going to splurge for the big one, just go home. Yeah. If you're not eating an excessive amount of food, any of these foods that we're drafting... If you have to eat an excessive amount of them to understand how great they are. Yeah, exactly. You have you to can't eat. just get the small plate of bourbon chicken right. and just expect to be satisfied. You have to stuff your face. Like Literally. And any fair pumpkin show, especially pumpkin show is still going on. It's going to be now until uh, Saturday. Sunday, Saturday night is the Saturday last night. night. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I might go on Saturday night because Friday or no Saturday, uh, afternoon is the osu game so i mean you know, i've got plans so got plans there yeah but yeah i might go on 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 a saturday night i'm gonna stuff my face and i'm gonna pick me up one of these lemonade shakeups now on to my fourth pick for the fourth round um i will go with elephant ears honestly you you know we're running out of of the of the studs you know of the uh fair food industry. I think elephant ears is just like a knockoff of funnel cakes. They're completely different. They're they look, they, okay, they look different, but it looks like someone who made funnel cakes, someone who made elephant ears tried to watch somebody make funnel cakes and didn't take notes and just did off memory. That doesn't even make any sense. Like fun It does funnel, make sense. No, funnel cakes are just like they're deep fried, like, you know, batter or like deep fried, yeah. you know, like dough and everything. Different deep fried with powdered sugar on top. Elephant ears, they have they have like, you know, brown sugar, you know, and everything yeah. on top. It's it's completely different and everything. Yeah. So they forgot that you were supposed to put regular powdered sugar on it and they put brown sugar on it. No, completely different. Completely no, different. No, it's the exact same thing. It's just a knockoff. It's just like 
Gordon Ramsay and the chef he told to go home. You know, I I can't believe you just went there. <laughs> like I've I've been respectful of your picks all up to this point. Hey, and, and it, you, I told and you, you throw that in my face. I told you it's the fourth round. We're running out of the studs, and it might be time to throw some picks out there that you just want to give the kid a shot. You know? Oh my gosh, whatever. Uh, uh, fourth round pick for you. Uh, I just had this night for the first time. Uh, of oh shoot, um. Pizza with, uh, like made in a wood fire oven. Oh, okay. So, like, okay. The guy actually did it right in front of us. It's actually amazing. Wow, quite beautiful, okay. actually. So, so pizza then. Um, it's a little bit more than that though, because, you know, you could say that Japanese food is just Japanese food, but you when you go to a Japanese restaurant, you're going there for the experience. And when you get wood fire pizza, you're going there to see him stick the little plate in the oven and you get to see the coals in the background, you know, the big oven. And you get to see him make this pizza from scratch pretty much because they make their own dough, which is amazing. And they cook it real fast. So it's like it's a pizza's done in like three minutes, like two minutes, not even like a minute. They make their own dough. Yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah, don't you think like, they do they do they have their own field in the back? They go get yeast from the field. That's not what that means. No, yeah, it is. You can make dough from scratch. You just need flour and. Oh yeah, like where do they get the flour from? I said they make their own dough, not they make their own flour. I didn't say they grew their own stuff. Just okay, like you said, from scratch. So that means from day one. Do not know what scratch means. I know from scratch, scratch is from means. flour. Flour is scratch. That, those two, those two terms are not interchangeable. Okay, when you think about it, anything can come from something else. Nothing is from scratch. Then, uh, you can literally trace everything back to something else. Well, duh. Yeah. So <laughs> that you're making that argument. I'm trying to prove you wrong. Everything. Well, yeah. Everything is from scratch. Everything can come from something else. I think of scratch like you get like the bare raw ingredients you take the dirt and you just turn it into chocolate like that like you don't, well obviously there's some middle steps in between but that's the basic idea it's basic idea but like you know basic enough that we can think of it i mean i suppose but this is i'm no genius so this is i'm no yeah we're well, like uh what's the guy from joe rogan uh it's like it's like the assistant in the back he goes like not kenny like Ken- Kenny. Oh, it is Kenny. It is Kenny, isn't it? It, it is Kenny. I think it is Kenny. Might be Kenny. I don't know. He's like Kenny. But, he, look up. Yeah. Pull, the vi- pull up the video of the guy turning <laughs> yeah. dirt into chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Kenny. It's that's gonna drive me crazy. But let's keep moving. Yeah. On. That's okay. Uh, so you said wood fire pizza is your fourth pick, and the last pick of this draft, uh, or for you at least. Let's hear it. Oh man. Okay. Right. That's going twice in a row. Um. This has snuck up on you twice somehow. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's this is first episode in a while. Um, I'm gonna go with like a anything with like a like a Philly cheese steak or a steak and cheese sandwich. You know, something like that. Something along those lines. You just want. Um, you just want something cheese and steak. 
I've had steak and I've had cheese. I have never had them together. I've never actually had this. Um, but I know that it smells amazing. And honestly, it's probably one of the iconic smells that you get when you go to the fair. So you're basing this pick off of a other scent. than body odor. Yeah. But you're base <laughs> you're basing this entire pick off of a scent. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly I, what I'm doing. That's bold, dude. Yeah. That's like that's like uh that's like uh to give a sports analogy because we love sports here. That's like drafting someone in, like in the in and the fifth like uh fifth round because this is the fifth round. Fifth this round. is this is the fifth round. That's like drafting a football player in the fifth round based off of the highlight package that his mom put together. Yeah. Yeah, and, pretty much. And, and you're fine with that. You know what? No, no, I will let you know. I will let you know how I feel about my pick when I see what you pick. Fine. Fine. And I'm not I'm not just saying all these things just to, you know, buy time or whatever. Because if you say something that like just completely slipped my mind and is like one of the greatest foods of all time, then I'll be like, man, I'm an idiot. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. But right now, I got full confidence in my pick. Okay. Fine. Uh, and and I, I, you know, you can have full confidence all the live long day because it doesn't matter. This pick is a classic. Draft doesn't matter. This this draft does matter. Don't you ever say it doesn't matter. This draft always matters. Yeah. Uh, this pick is a classic. It is a staple of every single fair in the world. That and you know, it is probably the most one of the most American foods ever. It is the classic. Corn dog. Huh. You know, I would say that is one definitely one of the staples in the industry. But I would say that it is so much of a staple that it has become not a fair food. How is it not? A, it's, it is the perennial fair food. It, it's literally a food on a stick. So you only need one hand to eat it. You can, this is you, true. you can, you know, do whatever you want with this other hand. You only need one hand to just, you know, take a bite out of the corn dog, keep on walking and everything. It's the easiest fair food to eat. The only problem I have with that, we have corn dogs for lunch at school. And they are terrible. They are just horrendous. I eat them, of course, because it's the only thing that's there for lunch. But it's terrible. And not to say that corn dog isn't good. Not to say that corn dog isn't, you know, a little bit tastier with some ketchup or some mustard. But I've got a bad rap with it because of, you know, the lunch at school. Luke, school, like, look, the school lunches that you consume are not good. Just generally speaking, they're not good. But if I let every single meal that we had for school lunch destroy that specific food for the rest of my life, I wouldn't be eating anything. That's fair. Yeah, it's quite true. I mean, the corn the corn dog is one of the most American foods ever made, probably second to the hamburger, which is not made in America, and the hot that's dog. It. Which that's is also an interesting topic. Which is also not made in America. I, I don't think the hot dog is made in America either. But the corn dog 
probably also not made in America, is, <laughs> is, is one of the most American foods ever. It just screams America. I love walking through the fair and everything. I love, you know, you've, you've got like, you know, it's literally it's it's like a John Cougar Mellencamp album or whatever. You know, you got your hot dog and, and your corn, sorry, your corn dog in your one hand and you got your arm around your girl and you're just walking through the fair, just walking through the fair. That's like Jack and Diane. Yeah. Sucking on chili dog. Outside tasty, tasty freeze. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Great song. Great song, by the way. And with your free hand, you can do what John Mellencamp does in the next line. Dinosaur Jackie's lap guys hand between his knees. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go right there. Well, and also to do a little uh, transition from this draft, um, that is an interesting topic about you know America American food. Fuck on my screen. Um, I don't believe that there is other than I would say maybe fried chicken. I think that that is the only food that it, the only big food that has originated in America. Uh, chocolate chip cookies that came from uh chocolate in the south american countries okay well fried chicken did not come well chicken comes from, fried chicken comes from chicken chicken did not come from america see here we are again tracing everything back to where it can yeah. be traced back from exactly can we just like, i'm just look. saying like the big i'm talking about the big things like chocolate chip cookies that's just basic that's like worldwide stuff that's like everywhere it's worldwide after we created it no yeah like hamburger that's from the german town hamburg yeah that's 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 a that's a fact i think hamburg's in belgium germany belgium same thing it's, they, oh, they all speak, wow they all speak germany or okay they all oh, speak oh my, oh my gosh <laughs> wow Dude, you just they went all speak there. German. You all speak Germany? Oh my gosh, you just went there, dude. dude we're speaking American. It's okay. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Well, actually, we're speaking <laughs> mid, we're, we're speaking Midwestern. Anything? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's not OA. It's oh, like sorry. Oops, sorry. Oops, oops, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like mid. I mean, I I I've discovered this because I go to school with a lot of a lot of people from. You know, I, I go to school. Someone from you know the West Coast or whatever. You know, around the uh, they're from Temecula, California, I believe. I don't know where that is okay. in, on California, but like California is just a cluster exactly, of exactly. And then I go to school with someone who's from Buffalo, New York. So it's like you know, East Coast. I'm walking here like that, sort of like they they do. I mean, they talk normally for the most yeah. part. normally. Uh, they talk like me for the most part. He thought uh, I was bad for saying they spoke Germany. They spoke German. Well, like I didn't confuse a language with an entire country. It's one letter. German. Germany. It's one letter. And it's probably not even one letter in their language. It's probably the same word. Maybe. Do you know how to say I love you in German? I don't know. Schnitzel Nazi, something like that. Whoa. That's from Key and Peele. Wow. No, Which it's related uh, to. <laughs> we have been combing the area for Jews. But no, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But no, 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 no. no. Like, uh, no, I, I learned this from from Mr. Mailer, our uh, our eighth grade choir teacher, my eighth grade choir teacher, 
my eighth grade choir teacher too. Right. I didn't, you know, I didn't know if you wanted to associate or not, but like, um, he, he, he taught us how to say, he taught us like, he was saying like French is the most beautiful language and everything. He said, I agree. Uh, yeah, exactly. Are you, are you in French? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like what? It just sounds beautiful. It is very, it's a very beautiful language. I took three years of it. I would know. Un, I know how to say the first three numbers. Un, deux, trois, quatre, six. Un, deux, trois. Yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah. Un, deux, trois. <laughs> but, when you say uh, it like that, you sound German. Like, un, deux, trois. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, uh, French, in French, um, I love you is uh, Jadel. 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 You know, just like, which, 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 you know, basically translates to I adore or I love. So, okay. Uh, but in German, I love you is ich liebe dich. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll have that sometimes. Those are called, uh, cognates. They're what? It's actually not really a cognate. Cognates are like words that sound similar in, English and Spanish. So like uh I don't know, like Spain and España, like those would be considered cognates. Spain isn't a word, it's it's a name. It's still a word though. Okay, is America like like a word or a name? America and Americana, those are cognates. But that's like that's like me saying like Eli or Eli. Yeah, but names of people are the same across different languages because that's your name. You don't change somebody's name. You change a country's name because that's considered a noun. That's considered a noun because it's a place. You don't you don't change a country's name that much though. You still change it though. That's why I'm calling it cognates. And like hamburger, like hamburger and hamburguesa, those are cognates. Hamburguesa? Hamburguesa. Is that in Spanish? That's in Spanish. Hamburguesa. And it's spelled with an H and it's spelled like the exact same, just with Asa at the end. Hamburguesa. Yes. Just like that. See? You're you're already Spanish. Ready. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Luke, uh, let's talk football really quick. Yeah. For those of you who are not aware, uh, which, by the way, if you're not aware, get aware. Uh, Come on. Luke, my my younger brother Luke Burgett is the starting tight end for the Taze Valley Vikings. Uh, he is a junior. He is uh what what did you say in in that interview that you did with the coaches? I don't have a car, or you know, I, or like you know, I let my parents pay for my dates or whatever. You know, <laughs> I feel I feel terrible about it. I said, uh, you know, to pay heritage to uh, Eli's famous line of yes, I feel terrible about um using my parents' money, um, they asked the same questions. And, uh, you know, shout out CGTV for keeping it real, asking the same questions so I can know what's coming. Um, they asked, um, what do I do in my free time? Where do I go out to eat? And when I go out to eat, since I don't have a job, which they asked me earlier in the interview, uh, do I use my parents' money? And I said, yes. And I let, you know, a little pause there. And I said, and I do feel bad about it sometimes. And just a little yeah. bit, a little bit of a twist there, but uh, he had mentioned that I had older brothers that had done interviews before, so 
I figured. Yeah. No, they they don't they wouldn't remember us. They did actually. They did because uh, they asked me something like, "Have you ever?" I don't know. Like I don't even know what it was. It was like, "How?" Oh, the tradition. It was like we we were playing Circleville that week, and they were like, "Uh, you know, the it's the last time you guys are gonna play them because we're moving leagues next year." Uh, he was like, "You know, the rivalry." He was like, "You know, how do you how do you feel?" as that's coming to an end. And I was like, you know, I've been, I had a few brothers that have experienced that. And then he was like, yeah, I remember you had a few brothers that came through here. And then he just mentioned it. And then I, that's all I said about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Oh yeah. I remember that name. sounds. I mean, familiar. you got to give him a break. I mean, he interviews two, two kids, 10 kids a week. So a hundred kids every year. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like, I did like the the guy that interviewed you. I did play for his uh his you know pee wee football team back in fifth grade. So you know I figured like I've only played one year, but like I figured you know we might have like you know a little little rapport, a little connection or yeah, whatever. But I, I remember, did. but I remember when I went in for my interview and everything, and he says, uh, "When did you start playing uh, football, Eli?" And I was just like, <laughs> uh, I, "I I my first year playing football was actually I I played for you back at Ted Lewis." And oh, you told him that. Yeah, and he goes like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. We we did good, didn't we?" And I was just like, "I I I, I think we were like one in five. Wasn't it, so. wasn't there like two teams or something? There were four teams, and you just played the same four teams, like yeah, we played the we no we we played we played all four teams two times, and then we had a tournament at the end of the season as if you hadn't played <laughs> each other enough, as if we hadn't played each other enough. Yeah, exactly. And then I think we played uh, so we played two more games at the end of the year." And I think we, I think we lost in the Super Bowl, as they called it. It was very super. Oh, we so had, you won the semifinal. We won the semifinal. Okay. But we, and like, we won the semifinal, and then we lost in the Super Bowl, and we got popsicles afterwards. There you go. But I remember, I remember those practices, dude. Like, I mean, that's that's one thing that I wish you got to experience growing up. You never played pee wee football. Yeah, I, I don't think I missed out there. <laughs> I played soccer when I was a kid, so. I know you played. So- oh, look how that panned out. Yeah, I had great footwork. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Might be able like, to have uh, more catches. More, more catches. You don't think that you have far more targets as well? Maybe it's because of how good I uh, get open. You know, my footwork. Yeah, we'll we'll check the tape later. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a, a YouTube exclusive. Go check my Instagram. Yeah, we'll check we'll check your Instagram exactly, and you know. But yeah, you know, it's true. I only got six targets my senior year. I think I have six targets already this year. I think I had seven targets overall as a, in my high school career. So I am still <laughs> so I am still in the lead. Yeah, it's just magically one appeared there. Well, I mean, look, I had one my junior year. Yeah. One, one target, one catch. And I also have more points than you because you only had a two-point conversion and it wasn't even supposed to be a two-point conversion. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a design play. Uh, it was a fumbled snap on a PAT. Fumbled snap. Camden Primer on a rollout. Uh, like he. I remember that game. Yeah, he some like it was against Circleville actually. I remember uh, not seeing it. Yeah. Uh, our <laughs> our long snapper managed to, managed to snap it like ten yards above Cam's head, and Cam ran back, got the ball around like thirty yard line, then he threw it up in the end zone. I brought it down. You know. I you know how it is. I mean, but like Luke, I would like Luke. You scored a touchdown. You've scored. You've scored six points. Probably wasn't even thrown to me. 
No, you stole a touchdown. Rather, there there were. Two. I didn't know the other receiver was there. I just was trying to make a play. You know, I'm a playmaker. Yeah, you you were both wide open. <laughs> you were here comes here's the main receiver, and you come swooping in, and you and you intercept his pass, and you steal it from him. But here's the thing: I was there like two games after that. I think you guys were playing against Circleville, and yeah. uh. That that same receiver caught the pass, yeah. The, the second time around, and you were happy. It was for same him. play. It was the exact same play. Exact same play, but you let him have the pass. Oh this yeah. Time. Yep. You let him. You let him catch the ball. And the thing was, we actually said to each other in the huddle, we were like, "Hey, this is the same play." I was like, "You know, if it's if it's between us, just call it out. I'll let you get it." And uh, it was like, I don't. He he said something stupid to me, and then when he caught it, I was the first one to jump up, give him a hug. So it was all right. We we get, we're we're even now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, Luke, but Luke, that touchdown pass cemented you as the all-time leader in points among the Burgett Suns. It's that easy. Well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> like, it was it was hard. I know it, it was took, hard. It uh, took about four career high school starts. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, four career high school starts and like, you know, 37 targets or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, but... Okay, uh, and that target that target wasn't even for you. So, so I'm just I saying I'm also the only player to ever have one reception, one touchdown on zero targets. Yeah, you might you might have set a record there uh, yeah. to to have a touchdown reception while the ball was not thrown to you. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing when you think about it. But you you are also the only Burgett son to score a touchdown, like ever. Only Burgett. Well, Wait, uh, no, 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 no. Because Dad had Dad. Dad's had a touchdown. Dad, Dad's had a few touchdowns in his, yeah, maybe, in his maybe high school too, career. But. Yeah, but like, uh, no, like a Burgett son in high yeah. school, in high school varsity football, you were the only one to score a touchdown. Because Caleb was a big defensive guy. Caleb played linebacker. He wasn't yeah. wasn't wasn't big on offense. No, uh, I played a lot of offense. Didn't get a lot of targets. You on you on the other hand, you made it happen. Yeah. And like like you said. It was four starts into your career. Now, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I am under a different offense than what you were under. It's not your fault, you know, whether, whether, whatever caliber the offense was at, it didn't have a tight end in its plan. I have a different offense with the coach being a former collegiate level. D1 tight end. So he might have been looking for me a little bit more. But I will also say, in my defense, after I just defended you, when I got my most recent target, my most recent catch last game, if you watch the huddle film, you can see the coach at the bottom of the screen pointing up to a receiver downfield, not me and yelling at the quarterback to throw it down the field to the receiver. And then the quarterback throws it to me, and we pick up 20 yards on a third down conversion that led to not a score, but got a first down. And Whatever. probably uh, saved us from losing by more than we did. So, Whatever. Yep. No. I, don't, I don't even care. Do you know how many yards off the top of your head you had? Uh, I had at least... So, I, I can... Probably add it up on one finger. 
Yeah, well, shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I had, like, the, the receptions that I had, I did have, like, six receptions my entire career, and I did get, like, like 10 yards per reception, I would say. So I would say yeah. 60, 60 yards 60 receiving. yards. Which, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a far cry from what I, I like, we, we had our team meeting our junior year, and I was setting up my 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 uh, goals for the season and the first one i was like i want 15 receptions this year x and you know i didn't even get i didn't even get 15 targets the entire year. <laughs> so that one was wait out. you got six targets or six receptions i got i had six receptions by the time my career ended yeah you know how many targets you had probably like 10 or something. Okay. So I, I had. A I mean, six- how many of those hit you in the hands, though? Probably like seven or six or seven. I, uh, I don't. I, I'll give my quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt. I would say it. Hit, I said it hit me. Hit, I had it was catchable like eight times. Well, why don't you tell us uh, the quarterbacks' progressions that you asked him about? Oh yeah. yeah okay. So um, I and this might be different because you do. You're under a different coaching system and everything. I, w- I want to hear yours though. But when I was playing, uh, here's the quarterback progression. So. You have your X receiver. That is your number one receiver. You have your Z receiver. That is your number two receiver. You have your outlet running back. That is your third option. Then the fourth option, scramble. The fifth option, throw it away. Throw it away. The sixth option, take a sack. Yep. Uh, Seventh option, timeout uh, midplay. Timeout midplay. Eighth option, take a knee. Yes. Or ninth option, throw it to throw, throw it to the tight end, which is me. Which is him, yes. Uh, and, you know, like, judging by that progression in and of itself... You got I a decent think, amount of targets. I think it's astounding that I got that many targets. Yeah. So, I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Yeah. So, she's proud mean, of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's so. why you always got to stay on your quarterback's good side, you know? Because at the end of the day, he's the one that controls whatever happens during the play. Yeah. I mean, if he just wants to throw the ball the whole game, he could just fumble the snap and then just fall down in the backfield and say, oh, it's third and 15. What are you going to do now, coach? We got to throw the ball. You'd be surprised. There are some coaches that do not operate that way. Not my coach. They will run on third and 15. (laughs) Fourth and 31, actually. They'll run on fourth and 31. (laughs) They won't expect it. QB sneak. Yeah, QB sneak, fourth and 31. Fourth and 31. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke, uh, <sighs> so you you guys, the end of your season is coming up pretty soon. Last year last in the MSL. Tomorrow. La- last game is tomorrow. It's the last game in the MSL. Uh, we're going to clip that. Uh, <laughs> la- last game in the MSL. Uh, and you guys are moving on to bigger and better things in the OCC for next season. What is the feeling amongst the team, the players that are coming back for next season? First of all, things may be bigger, but I'm not sure how much better they're going to get. Um, for football, I'll say for football. Um, I'm just going to go sport by sport here because they're very different stories. Football, um, we are looking at about two or three undefeated teams this year that we will be in their league next year. Um, I know Newark's solid. They're going to be in our league. Pick Central's good. Um, Lancaster, we played them this year. They're not They're not very good. Um, 
Logan High School is also going to be our league. They're not they, – we beat them this year. Um, that's football. I think that um, OCC football is definitely a lot more different than MSL football, mainly because, like, we only get to play mainly league games as where basketball is, like – the majority are still league games, but you have more opportunities to play OCC talent. So we played a lot of OCC teams last year, um, and I, we will play them this year in the MSL. Um, but I think next year we'll have a better chance of success just because I'm better at basketball than I am at football. And I think we have a better basketball team uh, to compete in the OCC than our football team. And then there's tennis too. Yeah, what about tennis? I mean, I am the only – well, okay. I shouldn't say that. that. We've got a few people that are in my grade that play tennis. Um, I don't know if you noticed. I've played varsity since I was a freshman at tennis, but, you know, nothing – not a big deal. Um, I was also uh, first team all league but, um, last year. Um, but – We've got a big senior class this year, and that's like six out of seven of our varsity spots that are going to graduate, which leaves me to play every OCC school's best player on first singles. First singles, baby. It's all you. And um, I, I would say we're going to be good, but, you know, I guess we'll see. Yeah, you got to keep your hopes up. That's the main thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Luke, uh, it's been great catching up. We got to do this more often. Yeah. Um, so not like we almost kind of live together. Well, we don't live together. I live in an apartment. You live with your mom and dad still. Freaking loser. Weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'd like to thank uh, Lucius Vincent Burgett Bartholomew the uh, third for coming on to the podcast today. Luke, uh, final words before we close. No regrets. No. No regrets. No regrets. Um, I'm not Timmy sure. Timmy and Bill Riggins. Yeah. Uh, Tim, by the way, Tim Riggins, best character in Friday Night Lights. Absolutely best character. Go watch Friday Night Lights right now. Yeah. we, we I got to do like Luke. If I do an episode reviewing Friday Night Lights, you want to do it with me? Yes. Okay. I have watched it three times through. It's amazing. I've, wa- I've watched it two and a half times. I, I I struggle around season three, season four. That's when I kind of drop off. Yeah. Season three, J.D. McCoy comes on. Which, by the way, hate that kid. And the thing is, I want to hate him. But he's such a nice guy. He's just... He is not the issue. It's his dad. In season four, he's not a nice guy. And this was the preview of what you'll get when we analyze Friday Night yeah. Lights. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and close this thing down. We'll clip um, this and yeah, preview it. Exactly. From everyone here at I'm a Genius, I am Eli Burgett with my brother, Lucius Burgett. Thank you for watching. We will see you next time.